Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPal, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of what drives you, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome into... Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University. Scott Strandy joining you from the friendly confines of Scottsdale, Arizona. Once again, my co-host as always, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Switching uh, switching equipment here. Apparently, there's something wrong okay. with my headset still, so I have to plug in my headphones, so give me a minute. But everything is going pretty yeah. well. Okay, no problem. We're, uh, we're just talking some, uh, some big news in the ACHA D1 world as the pairings and teams in the national tournament were in, uh, in Maryville, at Maryville University were announced today. So that's where we're going to start the show whenever you're ready to go. But... Um, it's crazy, Stephen. Uh, uh, hockey is just, we're getting to tournament time and COVID is winding down a little bit and uh, things just continue to move. All right, I think Stephen's still working on his headset. So while he's doing that, uh, I will tell you that the ACHA did announce their, uh, their teams in the tournament, 16 teams. Uh, play begins Friday. April 16th, 10.15 in the morning, the host school, Maryville, gets a uh, a draw that's going to be very interesting for them. They get number four seeded Liberty. So uh, we'll, <laughs> John Hogan will have to have his guys up and ready to go early Friday morning so that they can uh, take on the challenge that is Liberty. That will be followed by a 1.30 p.m. game between Canisius and Lindenwood. And following that up in the afternoon in evening session, Robert Morris, the number two seed, will get Davenport. And the number one overall seed, Adrian, will get uh, get McKendry to uh, wrap up Friday night. So, Stephen, are you with me? I am. Yeah, sorry about that. I no I guess problem. I know last week you warned me that we were problem with the uh, using the uh, equipment that we use. And I so I thought this week it was better. And I just tried doing the, hooking it up. And all of a sudden when... I got online, it stopped working on me, so I guess I have to go back to using my heads, my headphones again. That's that's what the problem has been, is it's been, uh, it, it tells you you're ready to go, and then all of a sudden you get logged out, so been there, done that, glad you got your uh, your headphones and your uh, 
your AirPods or whatever ready to roll, and let's let's talk some hockey. So you brought it to my attention today that the uh, national championships for uh, ACHA Division One and the pairings were announced. I just went through Friday. Why don't you take over on Saturday morning? Well, it's just so exciting because you know last year we were just talking about. COVID, and we're still talking about it, of course, but not as much. And, and now we've got all this this action going on. Um, this with what we got going on right now. I'm watching a game on my TV. Well, I have it on in the background. I have a the game on my iPad. The Henderson Silver Knights game. I'm going to keep an eye on. The Golden Knights game is going to be starting during our show. And yes, we're talking ACHA hockey, which is two weeks away now. The tournament. And when we were talking about last year, would we even have a season? How would that look? And here we are now as we're getting right up to the tournament. And I, was, I heard what you were talking about. Uh, let me just jump on um, our, our presenting partner, Maryville. They get to kick things off right at the beginning. They're the very first matchup in the, in the tournament there on that Friday game, as you mentioned that in your rundown there. And it's, uh, it's not going to be easy for them. Uh, you, you mentioned Liberty. Liberty is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think they were actually going to play Liberty this year, but they, they changed that. They, they didn't play uh, for COVID reasons, so this will be a chance for them to play. But, but great for them to be able to get this opportunity to, to play, and this is their second year at, at D1, and, and this is a great opportunity for them. What I like is what, you've men- what we've mentioned before is that um, maybe we're going to see some teams that wouldn't normally get a crack at, at the tournament be able to get a crack at, at the tournament. So that's great. Um, so let's go break down Saturday now. So Saturday, it starts off with uh, Ohio, who's 5-15. and 15. I, I always like to mention that because I think it's always interesting. 5-15, and 15, uh, number 5 Ohio. I guess they got each each win they got they got a spot in the ranking. So if they would have won six, they would have went. They only would have won one game. Maybe they would have been number one. Who knows? I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, Ohio will be playing Missouri State. Um, so that's that's exciting. Actually, that's a team that's in the the WCHL, which most of the teams in this league haven't been able to play, but uh, it, but they they are going to be able to play. Uh, and then Minot State, who who we've had the coach on a couple weeks ago, uh, number six, going to be taking on Calvin at uh, number eleven. That'll be a one of thirty p.m. Uh, Saturday matchup. I believe these are uh, I believe these time. central times. Yes. Yep. Uh, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. You, you, thank you for that. I know sometimes time is t- difficult for you. I'm glad that you were able to help me with that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Paul. I mean, Stephen. <laughs> I'm sure it still gets some getting used that we're on the same time zone for six months because now we're in the we're in the daylight right. time. But anyways. I digress. Anyways, we'll go back to the matchup. Uh, Saturday match, uh, Saturday afternoon matchup, 4.45 p.m. Indiana Tech is taking on Jamestown. And then uh, the number eight uh, matchup, the night the night game, and that will be Iowa State against Aquinas. They're always tough 8-9 matchup. You know, we just had the March Madness in the ba- basketball, and uh, we know how tough the 8-9 matchups are in the basketball tournaments, and, and that's uh, I'm sure it's going to be the same in this in this tournament style. So exciting yeah so those are the 16 teams that are in liberty maryville lindenwood canisius robert morris davenport adrian mckendry ohio missouri state minot state calvin indiana tech jamestown iowa state and aquinas okay that's a pretty good breakdown i will tell you as well Stephen, that uh we do have a great guest coming on tonight in about eight minutes we're going to introduce seven minutes or so we're going to introduce the head coach from the university of colorado buffaloes uh, Benny Toller is going to join us, so it'll be fun to find out a little more about uh, Colorado hockey. Uh, I've been spent a lot of time there recently, so I've enjoyed it too, by the way. Uh, we will start off by, uh, of course, acknowledging 
the tragedy of just over a week ago in Boulder, the city where uh, the University of Colorado is at. So when we get Benny on, we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, before we get there, I will tell you that uh, Stephen and I just broke down Friday, Saturday. Those are the play-in round, if you will, or the opening round. Uh, Sunday, there's 10, 15, 1, 30, 4, 45, and 8 p.m. games as well. That's where the winners will match up. So uh, you can expect that on Sunday. And then Monday is the quarterfinals. Uh, there'll be a 3.30 and a 7 o'clock game there. And then, of course, the national championship game will uh, conclude things for the season at 7 p.m. on on uh, Tuesday, the 20th of April. So my plans, Stephen, are to be there for Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, maybe I get there Saturday. Maybe I get there Friday. We'll see how things go. But I, I know John wants me to see his team play. So he either has to win and get to uh, Sunday, or I got to go see him very early Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure he would love to, to have you there to to get there and actually that brings up another point uh, we should mention again we've mentioned this before that the uh, the attendance is going to be a little bit different uh, this year for the national tournament obviously still trying to be covid safe during this time and so i'll, I'll read this uh letter that came out that's on the uh, facebook page of the acha it says uh due to the ongoing pandemic spectators uh will be allowed but it's going to be on a pass list basis only no tickets will be sold to the general public or available at the door Masks and or face coverings must be always worn while in the facility and then it says that the teams that are participating in the national championship the desire to have spectators they have to, they're going to purchase a pass list um for about four hundred dollars and that'll from the maryville university hockey center um, and then that will provide a, each team with an opportunity to list up to 75 spectators per team who will be allowed into the uh, MUHC for that specific team's games. Um, and then there's more more of the logistics of that for the teams to, to go with. But for our purposes here, it says that uh, at the conclusion of each game, all spectators will be required to exit the facility. Uh, they're not allowed to congregate inside common areas. Uh, the stands will be cleaned and disinfected between each game, allowing the next group of spectators to watch the game in a healthy environment. Um, they'll have their temperature checks before on, on entering the facility as well. And uh, this is this policy is to ensure a safe, healthy, and controlled environment for student athletes, the coaches, the officials, and staff participating in the 2021 ACHA Men's uh, Division One National Championships. And the felons will go to help pay, or will go to paying for the Maryville University Hockey Center's ice rental costs. And then questions can be directed to John Hogan, who's the director of hockey operations at Maryville University. So there you go. A little bit more on that. So there will be some people in attendance. It won't be open to the general public, but each team can can request a pass list, and they can have up to 75 people that they want. So probably a lot of maybe family members or or some friends of some of the team the teams that are participating. So there you go. I did find out also, Stephen, that I know somebody there that's going to sneak me in if I have to. So. I, I will be in attendance. <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. That was the most important thing that our viewers, our listeners uh, wanted to know is, is Scott going to be there in attendance? And, and it, folks, he is. Unfortunately, I I was hoping we could both be there, but I, it's, it's just with COVID and everything, it's not really logistical. Plus, Scott's doing a bunch of other stuff right before, and I'm going to be here in Vegas probably covering the Henderson Silver Knights and Tucson series about that same time. So um, we'll – We'll keep it separated this time, and hopefully next time, next year, when everything's normal, Scott and I will get to attend and hopefully have some of our teams in the tournament next year again, and uh, and we'll be able to cover the ACHA tournament next uh, next spring together, and hopefully have some of, like I said, have some of our teams that are participating. But good that you'll be there, and hopefully check that out, and 
and bring some content for us from uh, uh, from Maryville. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take uh, a couple-minute break and hear from some of our partners, and then let's come back and let's talk hockey. Let's talk Colorado Buffaloes hockey with the, uh, the head coach, uh, Benny Toller, in just uh, about three minutes. Looking for a big school hockey college experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University is for you. The men's team starts their third season of competition as the program adds an ACHA D2 men's team in a new ACHA women's D1 team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home, giving any player a varsity-level feel. Playing in the brand-new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints will enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men battle against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. Located in the St. Louis suburbs, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country, offering both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My uh, co-host, as uh, always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And tonight, it is our pleasure to welcome in the uh, the head coach from the uh, Colorado University of Colorado, Colorado University. I got to find out for sure from Benny what this is. But Benny Toller is going to be joining us right now. So Benny, Scott, and Stephen, it's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Okay, so so what is it? University of Colorado or Colorado University? <laughs> <laughs> you could go. You could go either way. Well, it's so funny you say that because we're always CU, but we're the right. University of Colorado. So I, hey, go either way. You're in well, Colorado. You know, that's all that matters. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Denver University always goes by DU, and they're the University of Denver. So, 
So I always want to ask up front. So, uh, well, well, welcome into the show. As you know, I talked to you a little bit on text and, and told you that I'd been spending some time in Colorado for good reason. Uh, sure. This July, we decided that we were going to include Colorado in our coverage area. So that means you guys, Colorado State, um, Air Force, uh, Denver U, uh, University of Denver. Okay, got it wrong already. Colorado mm-hmm. College, uh, the uh, Colorado Eagles. And, of course, the uh, Avalanche are all now in our coverage area. So you're going to be seeing a lot more of me, for sure, uh, over the next uh, year or so as I uh, make my way up there. But, um, you know, I wanted to start off on kind of a somber note. Uh, about a week ago, a week and a day ago, uh, Benny, there was a tragedy in Boulder. And I know you guys, uh, it was really close to you. And I was in Denver for the uh, NCAA West Regional, and they did a nice tribute each night Uh to the lost lives in in Boulder, but tell us what it's been like having to deal with that again. I mean, Colorado's just been hit hard with that. Sure, you know, um, Boulder's are really well. I think Denver too. I mean, I think anytime things hit close to home for anybody, you know, the Boulder's a really tight knit community. So there's a lot of people that are real close, and when this all happened. You know, when you know how you get yourself in a situation where I, I knew people that said, oh, gosh, I about went down to the grocery store to pick something up, but I changed my mind and went over to here. And all those stories start to come out. And I think it actually really hit hit home super close when a bunch of my players put a thing on Facebook, letting people know that they were OK. Sure. Because where the King Super was, was located is fairly close, you know, fairly close to the campus. It's not like right across or anything, but it's close enough. And yeah, I mean, it's tough to say you, you realize kind of how you look at things. I was always kind of one of those, you know, push on, move forward, you know, like use what you're doing to help deal with those types of things. But they, you know, right away. And I, I, I hate to say that there's a positive in COVID, but I think that COVID had really helped the colleges set up a lot of support systems for, for students and so that seemed to kind of kick in pretty quick. And so, you know, we got on the ice and, you know, a few days after, and I just said, if anybody needs anything, whatever we need to do moving forward. And, and it's, it's humongous. You know, I mean, there's still, I think the first couple of days are always reeling from what happened. And I think the healing's just kind of starting to begin now. So. Yeah. Well, our, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with you guys and the entire community of Boulder. And, wow, and thank uh, you so much. Thank you. you. Thanks for that. University of Colorado as well. But um, I snuck up there one day, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, I guess, when I was there and got a look at your facility. I don't know if they were supposed mm. to let me in, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I sneak so in I, there all the time. So it's all good. It's all good. So I Allegedly. Some, Allegedly. Yeah, okay. I like it. I snuck in there, took a look, and took some pictures of your building and your, your facility. And uh, two things that jumped out at me, Benny, was uh, the facility is incredibly branded, like a lot of places are. But, man, you guys do a mm-hmm. great job with branding the buffaloes and the logo yeah. and the color scheme. And I saw your ice surface, and I thought, this is really cool. Um, You know, being here in Arizona, at Arizona State, they have an NCAA program, and I just Mm -hmm. today went over to the construction site of their new building. But they played Oceanside, and you've been to Oceanside, I'm sure. Uh, um, So I look at what you guys have there, and I'm going like, man, Arizona State would kill to have that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a beautiful facility, so... Let's start things off by talking a little bit about you and how you uh, became the head coach at uh, 
at Colorado. And sure. tell us a little bit about this facility of yours. Well, uh, um, getting my start at, at CU actually started, I'd say about six years ago or seven years ago. Um, I was living up in the mountains, you know, coaching, doing a lot of training with hockey. And I um, just moved uh, down. Uh, my my youngest son was born and we had just moved down to Denver and I wanted to kind of continue to coach. And I had a friend say, hey, you know, they're looking at hiring up at, at CU. And I also have a company where I do training like on and off ice and all that kind of stuff. And I had said, Oh shoot, well, I'll write it. So I sent something up to them and they said, wish we'd have got your resume sooner. We just hired someone. Um, and I shot back and said, well, Hey, I also do a lot of training for the, for the teams and stuff. So if you guys need any help with that and the head coach at the time called me almost right away and just said, hey, well, come on up. We'd love to do an interview with you. So my, my, my son had just been born. Who's he's six now. And that winter, I would stay up with them all night, get up in the morning, <laughs> drive up to Boulder, train these guys. And then one day they were like, wow, you know, we didn't know you did so much coaching and didn't know your background with hockey. You want to come skate with the boys a little bit? And I was like, you bet. And that was my first kind of introduction. So that season, you know, working with them, but then, you know, being a dad and, you know, I kind of went back to just coach. I helped out with some, with a high school program here in Denver. Then a few years back when the job came open, my name, pa, I got a text out of the blue from someone that said, hey, you know, they're looking to hire a new coach and you made a really good impression on them that year that you helped out, like expect a call. And it was late because the coach they had 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 been ready to go. And then right before practices and tryouts started, he went back to Michigan State or something. And they lit, I got the job on a Sunday and we had our informational meeting on a Monday Oh, and then, nice. and then three days later, we were leaving for UNLV, and I was literally standing <laughs> on the bench with like our program going, okay, uh, number uh, number twelve, uh, B- Billy, B- Bill, is Bill here? Bill, you're out. Like, it was just one of those. It was so quick, but I, you know, I never minded that, and I love, you know, being around hockey, and it was just, it was such a neat way to kind of go. You know, I think sometimes we think about stuff too much; it gets in the way. So it was kind of a you know, throw me to the wolves and it's just been a blast. Great group of boys and love it. So it's been great. Awesome. Uh, Steven, jump in. Yeah. So um, thanks for having us on the show. I, I guess my question would be, as you, as you've kind of now been in the, the ACHA now for the, you know, this, this last year or so, and, mm-hmm. and if you've had a chance to, to have a season under your belt, um, what, what is um, what impresses you about the level of play in the ACHI? Scott and I talk about all the time that this is this is you know we talk we, we call this club hockey and some of the teams don't really like using that term but we sure. can't call it ACHA hockey for obvious reasons. Yeah. So we but what how good is this hockey at the ACHA level? Tell tell our viewers from your perspective what you've been able to see is you've played some of these other teams around this area sure. and just in in your time in there in Colorado. I, I the first the first thing that I would say is is wow. There wasn't a night that we played a game or, you know, went to someone else's barn or they came to us that I didn't watch players and just be blown away by ability. I I don't think people, I I think sometimes people get caught up in the sexiness of like, oh, he's a division one player or she's a division one player or there are this or that. I don't think people realize that there are a lot of people that maybe got to a point playing hockey where they were like, okay, listen, you know, moving forward with my life in college and this is a sure thing, maybe making it to another level in hockey is maybe not, 
but I still want to play at a high level and go. And you see that every night, like every game I played, I would watch players do things. And, and in my company training, I've worked with guys in the NHL. I've worked with division one athletes. I've, I've seen everything you can kind of see, you know, junior level, you know, ECHL and these boys can play. And I, it, I love it. I love it. I love the pace, but then at the same time, I have such a respect for a lot of the guys on my team, you know, we, we didn't necessarily do great in the wins and losses column, but they, they're professionals. They work hard, you know, they're kicking butt in school and, you know, doing pretty well in hockey and love it. Yeah. I, I was blown away. It, it was a huge eye opener. I think you see the ACHA and you see people that maybe missed maybe a first shot or something when they were younger, but still wanted to play good hockey and came back. And it's a, it's a little bit older league, the guys are strong, you know what I mean? Good player. There's just a different skill set, but there's experience there. And I love it. Like every team we play, I always try to get together with the coaches, love talking to them, knowing where they're coming from and what they're trying to teach. And it's been amazing. I love it. It, it is, it's been a huge shot in the arm. Love it. And the, and the big thing too, and the big thing too, is that these players are paying to play in the day because they're, they're, oh. they're, that's the biggest thing is, is, so talk about maybe that. I mean, just the, the dedication that these players have because they are paying to play the, every year in this league. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not like the NCAA where they can get scholarships. Yep. It, I, I see that. Like, I remember at first thinking that, that that would mean that maybe the ability of what I, I was going to be working with maybe wasn't as good because of the, it actually gave me more respect. I've, I've worked with kids at say the division one level that, you know, had everything paid for, everything was taken care of. They could just focus on hockey there wasn't a kid on my team that didn't have an extra job outside of going to school and working and then still paying to be there and then working as hard as we had to work, you know? So my respect level for the teams that we play, the dedication that, I mean, these kids aren't getting, you know, these huge sirloin meals on the road. It's like, <laughs> Hey, we're eating some pizzas and we're rolling them up and jump back on the sleeper bus. I mean, now for me, that's the quietest <laughs> night of sleep I ever get between dogs and kids and cats and noise. I'm like, let's go on the sleeper bus. Let's take an extra week vacation. I'll be happy. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it is, that is such a, a poignant part to coaching this league that I love is that there's no free ride for anybody that's playing and they still show up and we're practicing four days a week, film three nights a week, two workouts a week on the road for the weekend, you know, getting them back in town on a Sunday morning at, you know, nine after being in the road, 13 hours back to school. <laughs> and then I tell them, Hey, but write that check out for school. Cause you still got to pay for this. And it's amazing. Like I've, I've got nothing but respect for my boys for sure. Okay. Well, you mentioned UNLV as your first game and, uh, yeah, I talked a little bit about what what happens in the ACHA because a lot of people think, oh, you play ACHA, that's it. But uh, UNLV has sent two players, one to the NCAA in mm -hmm. um, Elijah Baraga uh, that uh, signed with the uh, scholarship offer with uh, AIC after mm -hmm. a year or two, and then Cody Williams went on to uh, to play in France, I think. So uh, mm -hmm. you can advance from this point too, can't you? Definitely, definitely. And and when I say that they, they haven't chose to go on to, I don't mean that it's not an option. It just, I don't think it's the path that they expect to happen. Sure. I just think that they work through it and they, they find it that way. I mean, our my first game was in UNLV and I'm behind the bench. I hardly know my guys. <laughs> We're at the practice 
facility, what a great, you know. what a great, talk about baptism by fire. <laughs> oh my God, that was fantastic. There was a light show and a smoke show and cheerleaders <laughs> and the half a castle on one side. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, they got to turn the lights up a little bit. I'm getting old. I can't read my call sheet here. Like, come on. But it was a, it was a blast. And my boys, literally three practices under their belt. It was 1-1 with about three minutes to go and they popped in a goal to beat us 2-1 the first night. So it was great the morning before the game. We're out stretching out of the hotel. The guys are doing stuff. We're getting ready. I told him, I said, hey, I know we're in Vegas. I get it. I was like, we'll stay a little bit on the back end if you guys are good on the front end. And they were fantastic. But after the first game, the next morning we show up for stretching, I had a lot of boys that were like, oh, coach. Ooh, first game and not quite in game shape yet. I'm like, yeah, you guys were a lot tougher the first day. But yeah, and we still played them well. They were great though. And coach, like that whole facility, everybody, it was such a class act. It was amazing. So great way to start. But oh, I loved it. Oh man, I got the juice really quick. I loved it. <laughs> well, you did come highly recommended by Coach Berman. I'll say that. Uh, when I, oh uh, man, I, he's I, I great. Chad, uh, since his very start down there six years ago and uh, when we were talking and, and he said, you got to have Benny on the show. You got to have him on the show. So uh, that's why I kept pestering you with text messages, by the way. No, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and kind of when we were talking, a lot of that stuff with Boulder went down and I, I yeah. kind of, I'm a compartmentalizer, you know, like the priorities and stuff you got to get done. You know, I was like laughing podcasts are probably telling my better half. I was like, podcasts are great for me. I got a face for radio. This is perfect. You know, no one could see me. I love it. Yeah, people so, say that yeah, about thanks, Stephen man. and I as well. <laughs> no way. I've seen the face. You guys are handsome devils. Don't let me tell you different. Speak for yourself, okay. Scott. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, I want to ask one more, and then Stephen can jump in. But um, sure. Tell tell us about the altitude uh, difference. How, how much of an advantage is that for you guys at the ACHA level, or is it? You know, I I think the altitude is a it's it's an up and a down. Um, the longer you're in it, it's not like you don't get tired. You just recover quicker. So even though you're in shape for altitude, when you play at home, you get just as tired as the other team does. And it's not like you don't feel it. The place that you feel better as far as being trained in the altitude is when we go play other people. Like, you know, I remember we were playing, you know, Missouri State, we're down Missouri and the boys are just looking at me on the bench like, no, coach, I could go. I can go. Like, I think I had like a shift. We did a quick change. We did a kind of a third shift and jump back out with our power play and the thing. And all my guys were like looking at me like, coach, I'm fine. Like, we can go. <laughs> and I think that's where you notice a little bit more. And I see it with the other teams, but it's usually that that first night's in kind of an acclimator. And you notice that the teams we play really try to slow the game down and there's a lot more <laughs> whistles. They're smart. They know how to, they know how to work it. So they – you know, kind of slow the game a little bit, but I, I, it's, you know, altitude is a huge thing, but it's like a prolonged thing that helps you. I mean, I know kids, like we've had some kids come out and skate with us. We've been lucky enough to be able to get back in the rec center again and get skating. So I've tried to open up, like, this is usually the time. This is usually when you're golfing. Okay. You finish your season, let the boys have time off, finish up finals, do whatever, get ready for summer. They have summer programs and then fall starts. But just with everything we had at COVID being completely shut down this year, I wanted to get the boys together. And it's not necessarily – we were really handcuffed. Boulder wouldn't let us do – you know, the college has, has kept, you know, zero travel, nothing coming in, nothing going out. 
And the hardest part is we've just been kind of waiting and waiting. So the second they said we could start meeting, I want to get the boys here. Do I think we're creating the chemistry of the future? I don't know. Do I think we're doing that? But you get the guys together in a locker room. Like I sit outside, I just laugh. I love to hear them giggling, you know, chirping each other, you know, just, it's just beak, beak, beak. All pre- but that's what they need to kind of like get back into the swing of things, which I, that's what you love about hockey. I mean, that's what they need. So, you know, our practices are pretty simple, little skill oriented and everybody's huffing and puffing and including me with a mask on when you got to try to coach. <laughs> right. But no, but it's, it's, you know what, like the first thing I said in our first practice was, you know, let's just, you know, call it like it is like wearing a mask. This is horrible. We don't, we don't like it. It's hard to do this and whatever. And I was like, there, we're done talking about it. I don't want to hear about it again. Like this is, this is our new norm for what we're doing right now. And we got to deal with it, like taking care of each other and being safe and following the rules the school puts out, like they're non-negotiable. So let's do it right. And the boys have been fantastic about it. So I love it. Let me, let me ask you, you, you kind of talked about what kind of a direction I wanted to go at. And another thing that I guess you kind of had to deal with pretty early on in, in coaching time that Colorado is this pandemic, which is uh, certainly put a lot of us, uh, it's hard to change a lot of things of what we had to do this last year. And, and obviously with, with not having really a season in for you guys, of course, as long as the teams in this area as well. And um, so what is talk maybe to, a little bit more about what this last year has been like trying to, you know, as you said, it was the frustrations of not being able to get on the ice and, and trying to, do things with the team, maybe doing virtual stuff or trying to do what you can with this team. Uh, because as you said, you, you had one season, you, you know, you, you had that on your belt and then, and then this hit and you didn't have a season. And then now, you know, as you kind of now are trying to prepare for a, a, a normal season, hopefully in the, in this upcoming season and next fall. So just maybe sure. talk, talk about that for a couple of minutes. Oh, you bet. You bet. Um, so the, the hardest thing, um, I, my kind of quote, I heard this, someone say this once and it fits me to the T like, I hate losing more than I like winning. And our first season, we only won a couple games. We were close in some, we gave a few away. We lost a ton, you know, an overtime stuff, shootout style. So going into the next season, it was imperative to me to come out strong and show them, Hey, that was a fluke and we're ready to go and to get the culture back and to do whatever. And then the pandemic hit. (laughs) So it, it pushed a lot of the plan and a lot of the things that we'd set in place to go forward. And once the pandemic hit, like I was very fortunate, like my mom and dad, you know, are amazing people and they were always about perspective. And one of the things I just kept telling myself through this is a lot of people are really suffering. You know, the world's in a, in a rough spot. People are, t- you know, no matter how bad things are, someone has it worse. And so through it, I, I just tried to keep a positive approach. And the hardest thing about our situation was everything was so like we never got a, a final answer. And I don't know about you guys, but me, I'm like a Band-Aid guy. Just rip it off. I don't care how bad the news is. Just give it to me because I can deal with that. Sure. But that was the hardest part. And and then when I talked about my parents, like the perspective thing, no matter how much I want to play hockey, no matter how much I want to win and we want to come back and we want to do all this stuff, my young men like aren't getting graduations. My seniors aren't getting a final year of getting to play. And I always kept that in mind, like with all the things that I said, and the, like 
they are my priority and their safety is my priority and their futures and what they do means everything to me. So like I had to really rein myself back. And although I was probably a pain in the, you know what, to everybody around me going, Oh my God, open a rink, stick them out and let them coach hockey, get them out of the house. You know, like it just, it was one of those things you got, we had to be smart. And I, and I do, I look at the world and look at the things that we've gone through and the, the bigger issues that are, that are at hand. And I, I do, I, I have some, some great kids that I know that I'll be close to. I told them on day one, like I, I coach, like I, I, I father, it's the same thing. You work hard for me. You know, I call it the leash rule. You're a good dog. You get a lot of leash. You're not a good dog. You get not much leash. And that's how I, I, I parent as well. Like, like when you do the right stuff, you'll get more leash. And I just truly believe you bond with your players by, you know, tough times and things you go through. And as long as they know that you're there, no matter what, I I think you're doing your job. And, you know, am I the greatest hockey coach in the world? Probably not. But I don't think there's a kid on my roster that doesn't know that I, I want the best for them in the long run. So it's been a, it has been a challenge, but I truly feel that your players follow your coaches. So if you are positive and you tell them, hey, this is the way that I think they'll follow you through that. If you make it tough or don't react to it right, they'll follow you that way, too. So we started these practices up and my boys, man, they came out so hard. I mean, we had to take like breaks during practices because guys were like collapsing, but they were just I love it. It feels so good to be out here. I'm like, speak for yourself. I'm dying over my back's killing me. My knees are killing me. What the hell are you talking about? But it was, it's been a blast. It's been so much fun. That sounds like you and I, Scott. Sometimes when we're just like when you went for that when you had when you had to go for that walk the other night when you got stuck at the Budweiser Event Center. I'm sure you felt a little yeah, bit of that, right? Yeah. Down that road again. Okay. That's not, uh, no, right? No complaining. Off air, we can talk about it. On air, we got to back each other up. Okay. You know, what's, you know, it's been a lot of fun. So this last winter, trying to get her, because we couldn't get an okay to kind of play and do whatever. And so like, I did, obviously it's not like mandatory or whatever, but I called like one of the beer leagues that was opening up, like no fans, masks, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And I just cut my team in half. And stuck them in, in a beer league, which was a blast. And so I got these young 20-somethings, and they're like, well, coach, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, if we're in this, you got to <laughs> skate with us. I think they did that because they just thought I'd bring beer all the time. But <laughs> it's it. been a blast. But I get home every, like, Monday night. I'm, like, limping in the door, texting my wife, hey, honey, you got to come get me. I can't get out of the car myself. You got to pick up my legs and get me back in there. But it's so much fun. Like, and just And to me, the same thing when we started it was – get the boys together. Like that's what they need because they felt so isolated. Like everything here was remote learning. They're sitting in their rooms on their computers for six hours a day. Well, they tell me that I think it was like an hour and then they just goofed around the rest of the time. Well, they probably, you know they I mean? probably were on the computer for six hours, but were they all doing schoolwork during those six hours? So yeah. That remains to be seen. Oh my God. Thank God I wasn't going through college during this. Like I would have gotten anything done. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have finished anything. I'd have been like, yeah, sorry, mom. Uh, uh, okay, so so I got two questions for you here. The first you one bet. is, I've I've harped all year long uh, to everybody that would listen to me, and poor Stevens had to do it every week. But um, my thought when this pandemic was, first of all, the the NHL I thought took the lead and did a really good job, and I was so proud oh. to say I was involved with hockey. Yep, that's number one. Uh, no, yep. That's kind of the statement. But number two is, 
I thought that everybody followed along and kept themselves relevant. I use that word relevant a ton mm-hmm. over the last year because, uh, especially in programs like what you have and, yep. and uh, other ACHA schools, you need those fans to know that you're still engaged and that you're going to be here when this is over with and you need their support. If you sure. don't keep them engaged, guess what? They disappear, right? Oh, yeah. Look at these people. Of course they do. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a huge part when you when you say that that I remember having a meeting and I just said, guys, like this is as serious as a heart attack. Like, you know, the sports that we play, like a, a sport like hockey in Colorado, like although we think it's amazing, you have to remember that that college institutions are just that they're financial institutions, and if they see something, you know, that they're they need to cut to survive through these tough times, it's going to happen. So we have to keep ourselves like out in the vision. We have to stay out there. We have to let people know that we're still here and we're still accepting this, like trying to recruit and talk to players. And, you know, I get a lot of people that love, I mean, Colorado, I mean, try to sell Colorado to people. How difficult is that? You know what I mean? I start laughing. I'm like, Hey, you guys want to take a look? I mean, the parents are like, yeah, we're all coming. Let's go ski it. So it's amazing to get here, but then things are tough. But just to your point, like to keep hockey, something that people are thinking about because of course, society does what it does. It thins everything down and takes care of the things that are sort of... The, so at a school like CU, you know, football and I would say basketball, they're humongous. Like the basketball program is sort of that, un, you know, some, like they've been doing amazing kind of under the... I wouldn't say under the radar, but it hasn't been like usual. But of course, that's where, you know, the spotlight goes to. That's where the sure. funds go. That's where the, you know, everything goes to. So yeah, I just say, guys, like this is how schools lose club programs is you go sort of irrelevant for a year and then they find out you know what it's probably easier to do this so i was just like we got to stay in i think i drove everybody crazy because i every week <laughs> hey what's the update and they're like oh my god benny's love it emailing love us it. again what is this guy doing I, like i worked harder this last year and i wasn't even on the ice at all you know i'm like let's go back to a season where i'm watching film and not sleeping ever that's easier than what i did last year <laughs> Okay, so part two of that is uh, today they just announced the teams in the uh, national tournament. And mm-hmm. Stephen and I have kind of had this debate all year long about sure. some of the teams continued to play games in places where they were allowed to. And I'm talking about Minot and Jamestown yep. and Iowa State. Yep. Um, yep. And then others hardly played any games. Um, mm-hmm. What was your feelings when you thought, A, they were going to have the national championship, but B, they were going to have 16 teams. And gosh, if you'd have been able to play a few games, you might have had a shot at getting in. I love the five and 15 that you guys were done. One more yeah. game. They might've been in the national championship. <laughs> I was laughing over here. Um, you, you know, how do, how do I say this the right way? Like I don't believe in victim talk and I don't believe in feeling sorry for myself or my team about anything. And you know, what was given to us and what we had to deal with is just that I'm pro hockey. So whether I'm watching, whether I'm watching a pickup game, a squirts down at the rate, like I'm cheering, I cheer for everybody. So I, I know the coaches from those programs, like even listen to you guys kind of lay it out. Like, you know, I, I don't know the coach at Kinesa. They were actually going to come out. We were going to do sort of a really? tournament at the end of our first season. Yeah. Like it was really neat, but it, we ended up having to cancel with COVID and travel and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, I, I know, you know, you know, Wade Garrett at Minot to me is just, I've just had a great relationship, wonderful man, like just someone I, I, when we played up there, I'm like, how are you raising money? Because I want to build a program here that sustains itself. 
that, sure. you know, does that, that creates that culture. I mean, we love, I, I grew up in Minnesota. So like well, hockey culture is, is, is life. Yeah. And I, I went back to North Dakota and, you know, everybody's like, Oh my God, it's so cold there. Like I stepped out of the bus <laughs> was like, Oh, thank God I'm home. This feels fantastic. <laughs> you know, like I, I love to be back up there, but you know, even Jamestown, like we had kind of a snow day. So we, we were never, we weren't able to get to play them, but we've always talked and like stayed in, I'm so glad they're playing. I love that they're playing. I'm, I can't wait to hear the results. I follow that stuff. I love to hear these programs that are still playing. I, I don't, I don't have like a, boy, that's not fair. Or I can't believe it didn't work out for, I, I just, like I said, that kind of talk is contagious and I refuse to talk like that. It's what's good for hockey is everybody playing when they can like safely. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what sure. I cheer for. So if, if their States or however they follow things, mandated that it was okay then i defer to the people that are a hell of a lot smarter than me that say that's okay to do <laughs> and good luck i'll be cheering for yeah. everybody you know what i mean i love it i love it well steve steven i didn't tell you that he was a minnesota guy because uh, i'm also from minnesota <laughs> benny I grew there up you go of, where, where you from? oh uh, you did a little town nice. just to the west of uh, Bemidji called Faustin is where I grew up. So okay, uh, my, okay. my, my claim to fame was being on the last high school team to play competitive outdoor games in our league. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple good buddies go to Bemidji State. I, I went to St. Cloud, um, okay. but I grew up just outside of Rochester. So, yeah, well, like I, I love I took my son back to go fishing this summer. It's awesome. Well, let me congratulate you on the uh, and the Huskies on making the uh, the Frozen Four. I'm leaving on Monday to drive to Pittsburgh uh, oh, for yeah. the Frozen Four. So, um, nice. yeah, Brett, Brett Larson is a, is a friend of mine. I went to UMD, oh, so so nice. I know Brett pretty well, and and I knew. Oh, uh, there we go. Mike now, now you say some names. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mike Mike Hastings from 25 years ago, if you can believe this, when he was at uh, UMC in Crookston. Uh, uh, he was he was an assistant coach, and I was there with him at that point, uh, yeah. doing some different stuff. So, uh, and of course Scott Sandlin at UMD is uh, another good friend. So I've got three yeah. of the four, and I can't say enough good things about Greg Carvel at UMass because he's mm -hmm. uh, I met him twice out here at the, at Arizona State, and sure, uh, sure, what a great man. So this is to me this is going to be the most exciting Frozen Four I've ever been around. Sure. sure. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. So Mike Hastings uh, played with the Rochester, I think with the Rochester Mustangs in the USHL. Yes, and that's where I grew up. And so, yeah, I, we have friends that all know each other. I think I sent him a resume like 10 years ago, buddy, hire me or whatever. And I think I got like a definite no or not even a no. He was like, throw that thing away. But so this last week watching, so um, going to St. Cloud, like everybody growing up in Minnesota wanted to play for the Gophers. Trust me. Right. Like if I could yeah. have said I was a oh, yeah. Minnesota Gopher, that's what I wanted. You're right. Um, but going to St. Cloud, you kind of can't cheer for the Gophers, but you do cheer for the Gophers. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. this last week watching that game, there was a guy's name was Doug Zamolik that grew yeah. up in my hometown, a couple years older than me, yeah. Dougie, you know, USHL played at, you know, Minnesota played in the NHL. Well, his son's the head captain of Mankato State. I still can't call it Minnesota State. Yeah, and so it was really neat talking to them. They were at the Bud Center and cheering, and it was neat. They're, they won that game, and they're moving on. And I was like, well, you got to go through my alma mater now. And they're like, yeah, we'll go right through them. But it's just a great story seeing a lot of people from Minnesota. play, And just I, it, that to me is that culture that we always talk about. It all comes back. Like I haven't seen or talked to some of these people in 
you know, 25 years. And the second something with hockey comes, we're all connected. And I, and I love that. That's what I love. So when you ask me those questions about the ACHA and the, you know, national, like, that's all I want. Get everybody playing. And like, man, I'll be front row cheering for everybody. I think it's awesome. Well, well, how about this? How, how would you imagine coaching a five-overtime game that we had between Minnesota, Duluth, and North Dakota? I mean, could you ma- imagine the – you're talking about being tired after the, your practices. Could you imagine yeah. being – after a five-overtime game, uh, what, you, what you and the team would be feeling after? Could you imagine being in a game like that? Hey, well, no, it's why you say that. So the first year I moved down to Denver, I was working with Cherry Creek High School, and we went to the state championship and won it that year. And in our semi – final game we played another one of the high school and we had a six overtime game and at the end of the game like i literally remember like carrying some of my players off and i was like boy that was pretty tough and these kids are looking at me like coach are you complaining i don't see your skates on you know like but the, yeah i was amazing i mean it was like a four-hour game so yeah you see it at that level how hard those guys have to work and you know they're like double shifting some of the even the better players that you know are just like at that point, you're running on fumes. Just we got to win this game. At this point, you've committed. You got to do it. I can't imagine. Benny, I, I heard from the North Dakota locker room that uh, between the overtime periods, they were drinking Coke and getting IVs just to, to keep the sugar level. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Molson. I was like, I'm <laughs> sure they are. They brought some down south. Let's have a couple. Why not? Yeah. Can you imagine like what you're trying to fuel your body with at that point? Yeah. I mean, you're running on just raw sugar at that point. Just get me through. Well, I'll tell you, I uh, really thoroughly enjoyed the, the chance to visit with you. You're going to see me a lot. Like I said, I've got plans to be up there one week a month, uh, every uh, every month. So uh, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see me in person, and you know, I'll probably pester you so much to bring you back on the show or to bring you guys on the show because uh, I think I think Colorado hockey is just fantastic. So I'm going to let you end on that note. You tell the listeners that are listening and they want to know what it's like to be a, a Buffalo. Tell us what it's like. You know, Colorado is such a unique place to grow hockey. And there's a huge tradition of, you know, Buffalo athletics here. And I know hockey may not be the first thing that kind of pops to your mind with it. But when you see the work that we do in the place that we do it, it it's, it's amazing. And you know, win or lose or draw, how hard we work, you know, I, I got a great group of boys here. So anybody that's coming and wants to see a good, great game and see the guys work hard and, and feel like you're a part of a community, that's, it's amazing. I mean, you drive up, you know, Folsom, and you come up and see the wreck, like going into this, awesome. it just was so, oh, it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, you're so, That's you could, such a great spot because you're right there by, I was, I went on a road trip with UNLV a couple of seasons to go up to there and I, you're right there by the football stadium. So there you have the tradition of yeah. CU, CU football there in the, at the big stadium yeah. there. And then right there is yeah. your guys' rec center. So, it, yeah. it, so coming up to that game, it's like, it's, it's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Well, no, I, Hey, I thank you so much for having me on. This has been a blast. And, and like I said, hockey's culture. And I love this. Anything I, we can do, any people you know that want to come have something to do with it, please keep in touch with me. You're always Absolutely. welcome. We'll go up and grab a couple adult soda pops and talk <laughs> hockey. I can do that all the time. Uh, I love it. I, I will tell you one quick time. When I went to uh, the rec center uh, three weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. I just kind of shuddered because I stopped at that uh, King Supers, got myself a soda mm. and a Snickers mm-hmm. bar. And, and when I saw what happened, uh, I was just kind of 
it, it kind of led me back to to Vegas because uh, yeah. the the mass shooting in Vegas was horrible, and I can remember that night, Benny. Uh, I had probably 40, 50 friends that I texted all night long waiting to make sure they were okay because yeah. I knew that there yeah. was a game that night for the Golden Knights, and I knew they were close. And Stephen knows this. It was uh, – it was one of those things I was up all night. And when I found out that Nick Garoni was uh, actually shot in that, mm-hmm. um, it, it just, it just, you know, then that's why yeah. I texted you right away. So yep. uh, just so you yeah. know, I, I keep track of my hockey people. So anything oh, happens, you're probably going to get a text from me. Sure. Well, you know, so you know this in the way that I try to look at these things. And, and I know a lot of people do. It's, I, I just think we have a responsibility to react to something and to lead away through it. I can't imagine what the families and people that are close to that are going through. And, and I am not minimalizing that at all more. I want them to know like we're here and we'll help. And as a coach, I just, I, I want them to know that my young men, you know, may not be professional hockey players, but they're professional and they always will be. So like we're here and if the community needs us, if we provide a spark in some way or support in some way, Man, there's nothing that's more important than that. I mean, you talk about what you choose to do. Look at Vegas and what they did. They inspired a community, and and it's it's amazing. And in a horrible time, if you can just bring a little bit of light, that's a good thing. And I hope we can bring that. And we'll always support people that do. Hundred uh, percent, Benny Toller. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the head coach at CU, the CU Buffalo. So you're going to hear a lot from us uh, this season. So. Enjoy the rest of the week and enjoy watching some great Frozen Four hockey this weekend, okay? Yeah, I can't wait to. Boys, thanks so much for having me on tonight. It was just an honor. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Okay. Take care, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back, and Stephen and I will wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. When looking to continue your education, consider Maryville University. Located in the St. Louis suburbs and with small class sizes, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University provides a cutting edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences and education to business and more, our undergrad and grad programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that's truly crafted for today's student. For information on our campus life, programs, and more, visit our website at maryville.edu. 
Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints, the hosts of the 2021 ACHA Men's Division I Championships, which get underway on Friday, the 16th of April. We'll go till uh, Tuesday, the 20th, when they crown a new champion. Uh, I guess we say Minot State's coming in as the uh, as the defending champion, even though there was no tournament last year, but they won the, uh, the last one that was played. So, Stephen Marsh, just some closing thoughts on... Uh, uh, on our visit with Benny and all the things that are happening up in Colorado. Well, I, I like his uh, I like his energy. I like his uh, his passion for the uh, for the team and and just his excitement for for Colorado. And he mentioned his the first year wasn't very good, but obviously they were trying to get feeling things out and and they were in a lot of games and and it was good. Obviously, the players like playing for him, and he's just he's got a nice. Uh, passion for the game which is always great and and for the players and just loves being around his players which is which is so great to see and it's great that they've been able to get back out on the ice a little bit for uh, for practice uh since, since it sounds like they haven't been able to do much of that this this past year so that's been great and 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 look forward to having them play this this upcoming season as well as our other teams as well that they didn't get to play this season and and to see what this team can can do and how competitive they can be in this this tough ACHA, this tough uh, WCHL that that they have to face. I mean, he, he mentioned the first game that he had to go. He gets the job and two or whatever. He didn't even know first time they'd have to go down to Las Vegas and play UNLV. That's talking about baptism by fire. That that's that's a tough tough way to begin, you know, because we know how good UNLV and that and that environment is at City National. And about, uh, but at the same time, it could be a good thing because then you you see what these other teams do and a team like UNLV and, and, and you get you get to discover early on what you want to develop for your team and, and maybe what you see in their team that you want to bring to your team or, or how they do things and just it, it could be a good motivating factor. Of, you know, we can get to, we, we can work to try to get to this point at, at some point. So so starting off with your very first game against a tough team like UNLV may, maybe is a, is, can be a benefit too in the, in the long run even if it might not look like it early on but uh but yeah it's exciting and and uh it's uh it's gonna be gonna be good uh, one thing i thought of is the minnesota connection there you know that that's always 
seems to find a sneak away into this into this but um, i like what he said that you know like when he got off the you know and, and felt that cold there he felt like calm you, you feel like that too when you go to minnesota now right when you feel oh, that nice gosh. warm cold nice uh minnesota air you just you get out you're like ah it's home i i wish i was here again just living here all the time in this cold weather instead of being down in that warm valley of the sun of arizona and everything <laughs> that that's exactly what i say love you all in minnesota uh, love you in pittsburgh i'm going to be headed there on monday and uh, like i said it's going to be old home week for me because three of the four coaches are friends and the uh, fourth one is uh, a very good acquaintance so uh, it's going to be a thrill for me to be there it's also going to be a thrill for me to go to the uh, acha national championship too because maryville is going to be a terrific host um they're going to be kind of a subsidiary next year when it's in St. Louis. Um, just for people that don't know, Maryville is just about uh, 20 minutes outside of St. Louis. So, uh, And actually, the Centene Center is even closer than that. It's probably 10 minutes away from uh, the Maryville Hockey Center. So uh, let's quickly run down again that schedule since it just came out so people may be wondering who's in uh, and when they're playing. Uh, Friday, 10.15 a.m., Liberty number four seed against number 13, Maryville, the host school. Uh, Friday at 1.30 is number three, Lindenwood, against number 14, Canisius. Uh, 4.45, the first of the evening session is number two, Robert Morris, and uh, number 15, Davenport. And uh, they uh, close the nightcap at 8 p.m. Central Time on uh, Friday will be number one seed, Adrian and McKendry. Um, then we jump over to the next set of games, 16-team uh, tournament this year. So uh, Saturday, number five, Ohio, will take on number 12, Missouri State, 10-15 in the morning. And Saturday at 1.30, Minot State, number six ranked against number 11, Calvin. And Saturday night, the evening session begins at 4.45 with Indiana Tech taking on uh, number seven, Indiana Tech taking on number 10, Jamestown. And then the matchup that Stephen loves the most, the 8-9. 8 p.m. on Saturday night, the last game of the preliminary round, if you'll call it that. Iowa State and Aquinas. Um, Aquinas? Aquinas? What's it called, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, Scott. Okay. I know you're excited for that 8-9 matchup. Yeah. And then, of course, the winners take on uh, each other uh, Sunday in four games. And then we'll have two semifinals on Monday and one championship game on Tuesday, April 20th to determine the 2021 ACHA men's division one national champion. Well, I'll, I'll okay. say this, I'll say this before. Uh, one thing is if people go to the ACHA website, there's more information about the tournament there. I think they've even created a tournament uh, page that has the tournament. Of course, we also want to reiterate that the tournament uh, for the division two and the women's division one is also taking place. And those fields have been announced too, but they're taking place at different locations uh, this year. Usually it's, they've tried to, you know, they put it all at one location. It's, but obviously with COVID, that's not the case this year. So there are some other uh, divisions that are going to be playing as well as the women's. And maybe we can dive into more of that uh, next week, but people can look at the, uh, the ACHA website. The information is there for that. Also, I think eventually on the website, but right now on the Facebook page, there's a nice bracket layout of it. We know we love brackets this time of year. I filled out a March Madness one for basketball. <laughs> Didn't go necessarily very well, but maybe I can fill out my ACHA tournament bracket, and maybe I will do much better with that. Um, since we are hockey people, maybe maybe we'll have better luck there. I didn't do one for the Frozen Four, and I wondered I wonder how I would have fared there. But um, but anyway, so people love brackets this I, time of year. I did, and I can you tell did. you that I didn't fare well. 
<laughs> oh well, it, these things are tough to predict. And I think even in a COVID year, it was it probably even more. I mean, look at the teams that are in the basketball final four. I mean, who would have? Well, three of them were top seeds, but I mean, UCLA has made a great run. So it's just you just never know in a COVID year what what makes it exciting. But we'll see what happens with with what's going to make the ACHA one exciting too is, um, you know, some of these teams and some of these matchups, you know, and and who they're going to play. And maybe we we'll, we can dive more into that as 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 we get closer to it, maybe next week or whatever. But yeah, it's it's exciting. It's exciting that we're going to have a tournament. Um, I. I we, we've talked a lot about is it fair, unfair, the teams that didn't play. I like uh, what Benny Tolver, Tolver said is that, you know, the teams that got to play and got to do it safely, kudos to them and, and that we we get to have a tournament in, in this way. And, and kudos to the ACHA for figuring out. I know we were we were sharing some frustrations about it. It took so long to kind of figure out how it was going to go down. But, but it's here now, and, and we'll just hope that everything can go through. we still got two weeks. You know, we got to hope that, that everything can stay smooth. I mean, it seems like COVID stuff is starting to – dwindle down but it is still a factor out there and we just hope that everything can can go through safely and um and just yeah or just a quick story on that that last night paul and i talked about uh what the four teams in the ncaa frozen four are going to be doing for the next uh, eight days or so uh because uh they lost two teams in the ncaa tournament due to COVID that that were in the tournament and the games are canceled they were done. They were out. So uh, in the NCAA, there's there's no forgiveness. There's only four teams left. Uh, we talked to uh, uh, Todd Burgess last night, an Arizona native that plays for Minnesota State, and and he said, you know what? Everybody's just uh, locking themselves down. They're not they're not even talking to family or girlfriends or anything. They're just uh, locking down until this thing gets uh, over with. So nobody wants to be quote that guy. <laughs> so. So take it away, Stephen, and we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G ultra band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPal, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona. By M-Drive, presenting partner of what drives you. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app, ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. And let me also make a plug to check out our social media pages, IcetimeSW on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram. 
uh, great stuff being posted there as, as Scott goes to these things, as I um, go and I post on my account and then he retweets it. So just, and, and we also get stuff out as well. And uh, the website too, looking to always update with that. And, and so check all that out. Uh, I saw some nice little animated thing about our shows. That was kind of cool with the podcast. Uh, that's Terry at work. She's, uh, she's yeah. discovered some new ways to do some things on it. So uh, we're excited about so, that as well. Kudos to her. She does a great job. Of course, she gets our, our website going. And, uh, of course, that's cool. So, yeah. So we're and she trying keeps to us find... on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it keeps us on the air, which is the most important thing. So um, she probably wants us to get off the air now. So we'll... <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll say goodnight with uh, a thank you again to uh, Benny Toller, the head coach from CU, the Buffaloes, in uh, beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Uh, Thank him for coming on, and uh, we will definitely be in touch more often. Uh, that is yeah. a beautiful facility up there, yes, a beautiful it is. community, and uh, we'll be there a lot. So uh, that'll be fun. We'll look forward to having watching them more closely uh, with with uh, everything. And uh, yeah, it was great to have him on. I, it, was, it was a great interview, and I can't can't wait to to get to talk to him more in the future. All right, folks, stay tuned with us. We got, uh, as I like to say it, the Quad Pod of Hockey Podcast Sunday through Wednesday. We own the 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time slot. Live podcasts on the Podbean app, uh, NCAA, professional and club, hockey, everything from Colorado to uh, pretty soon we could say San Diego, Stephen. We're getting that close. So uh, <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I will be on the road to uh, Pittsburgh. Actually, I will be in Pittsburgh when we talk to you next week on Wednesday night, getting prepared for the NCAA championships. And then uh, on in a week later to uh to maryville so sounds like a lot of fun stay tuned and thanks to everybody for listening uh we'll say good night with roger klein and the peacemakers and a little de niro good night stay everybody. safe and stay safe everyone